Saturday, everybody. Welcome to... I'd forgotten which podcast I was doing. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Was this, was, this a, was this a snazzy intro you spoke of earlier that you were going to be doing? The, the one I needed to be quiet for. That That's the one, yeah? <laughs> that's, hey, one and the same. If you haven't figured it out already, guys, this is Stacey Barry in the morning. morning. <sighs> yeah, it's definitely the morning. We're definitely together. Barry's definitely not drinking gin and Coke and Prosecco and Cheerios in a glass. Yes. And Cheerios? I threw those in as a garnish. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what the crunchiness was. A breakfast garnish. <laughs> Lovely. Mmm, Lovely. 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 Hey, I'm drinking a cup of tea. Don't mind me. Okay. Mm, tea. The best beverage. Ooh, I could probably get murdered on live for saying that. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Coffee ninjas are always listening. Yeah, and then there's the booze hounds. Yeah. Yeah, they love you. They will have you. How are you doing, Barry? I'm doing very well now that I've got gin and blackcurrant gin and coke at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. I mean, the thing is, right, you've made me a little bit jealous here because I can't drink Coke anymore. And as such, the idea of what a blackcurrant gin-style Coke might taste like is real tempting. If you could taste it, you'd understand that it's really not that tempting. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't actually like gin, though, so maybe it would be bettered by the the flavour of Coke. And then brought right back down to earth again when I had the explosive diarrhea that that already follows uh, uh, even a small amount of of Coca Cola. And it's time for that little bit of trumpeting, not not that trumpeting, the other sort of trumpeting. <laughs> then go into some some like fancy segment that gets us away from the uh, slightly uncomfortable conversation we just had about bodily functions. You love a good poop talk, and don't pretend you don't. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> poop. No, right. <laughs> Jesus. I'm so sorry. Should we, I feel like I should warn people before we actually do a proper bit that I might be a bit delirious. I'm I'm really, really tired. I stayed up for WrestleMania and it wasn't really fully worth it. <laughs> but I did have a lot of alcohol and that, that was definitely worth it. So, you know, swings, swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. But then also I had a big bout of palpitations the other night that stopped me from being asleep for a really long time, which um, kind of blows. And now I'm all of the insane from lack of sleep so this is going to go really well in a couple of weeks when we do a 24-hour podcast i'm sure it's gonna go it's gonna go great swimmingly even (laughs) yeah it's gonna be wonderful (sighs) and on that uh, very confident sound i just made shall we do a pick of the fortnight let's do a pick of the fortnight That that was proper epic. That was. It got very high pitched. <laughs> I was I was aiming for slightly medieval, and then I just lost myself. <laughs> uh, no, I got I got a real kind of like King Arthur, nice as a Camelot vibe, more like the Guy Ritchie King Arthur day. Oh, I still haven't seen that, but I want to. Oh, it's great. Fucking have it, Merlin. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you want some? <laughs> I feel like I probably shouldn't have just said cunt when we're about to do like a legitimate review of something. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out though. Cause, of course um, you're not. Of course you're not. Why would you? Because that would be silly, wouldn't it? It's hard work for editing. And I've only got zero time to do it because it's actually Saturday morning as we speak. Ahem. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> so, pick of the fortnight. Cool, blimey, yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah, I thought we would do... Yes, because I'm going to do a pick of the fortnight and then you're going to understand... 
why I suddenly paused. Okay. So, my pick of the fortnight is a film. Ooh. It's a film that I watched today. Yeah. Actually, yesterday, because if today... Do you know what? Who cares? It's a film that I've seen. <laughs> it's three words. First word is I. Mm-hmm. Second word rhymes with Bill. Yep. And the third word rhymes with... Iants. <laughs> is it I feel Bionts? No. Oh. Close though. I thought so. It's, it's I Kill Giants. Ah, well done. <laughs> that was my pick of the fortnight too. I know, which is why we're going to have a joint pick of the fortnight. Boom. Oh, it, boom. It's just going to lose its mind now. <laughs> People are like, what? Dropping cornflakes <laughs> and sputtering out tea. What? They're doing a joint one. Somebody just died choking on a piece of toast. <laughs> yeah. Apologies, Bob in Scunthorpe. Yeah, sorry, Bob. Where's Scunthorpe? No, anyway, that's not relevant. Um, I would like to know, have you read the graphic novel upon which this is based? I have not read the aforementioned graphic tomb on which this film is based. Okay, well, first things first. When you come down for the live show, remind me because you're borrowing it from me because it's amazing and you need to read it. Unless I... Well, oh yeah, I was going to say unless I thought the film was rubbish, but it's a pick of the fortnight, which kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it, really? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. We're not, we're not picking things to put in the bin. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shitty pick of the fortnight. <laughs> unless I uh, purchase aforementioned graphic tone before I see you and read it. Aha. That would be a good idea because the writer of said graphic tome is going to be on the show, ah, uh, the live show. Ah. So, you know, that that's certainly a thing. <laughs> yeah, put that puts that on list of things to do. Right, yes, okay. definitely read that. So, yes, I Kill Giants. Well, do you, I can read the blurb for IMDb for the film, mm-hmm. but because the main reason that I uh, wanted us to uh, watch the film is because I knew that you'd really like the comic. Yes. So it might make more sense if you... Did the intro for it. Okay. How spoilery do we want to be here? Um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched the film. I think if we could try to keep it spoiler-free as possible, I know it's difficult, yeah. but doable, I think we should. Okay. I Kill Giants uh, was a graphic novel by Joe Kelly, and I want to say Ken Niamura, but I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and I'm really sorry if I'm not, because I'm the world's worst, which is absolutely amazing and it is about a uh, youngish girl called Barbara who is uh well she kills giants that's what she does um she's protecting her town from giants uh and this is <laughs> this is where it risks getting into really spoilery territory but she's going through some things let's mm-hmm. say and um the giants are sort of no ah oh, this is too hard <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to ruin it because I love both the book and the film like a lot. So I just I don't I don't mm, I don't want to say anything that's going to potentially tip people off as to yeah. what kind of film this is. If you're thinking from what I've already said that it's going to be like some sort of magical Harry Potter romp, you are wrong, and it is not. <laughs> yes, you are wrong. Uh, I was going to compare it to another film then, but that would have a hundred percent ruined it. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I was a bit nervous about this film. I was look, it was one of those ones. This uh, graphic novel is one of only three comic stories that I have ever read more than once. Right. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's like one of my favourites. Like, so good, ludicrously good times. 
And so it was one of these films that was like, this could be amazing and I could love it forever, but also it could be terrible and make me want to do a cry with how crap it is. Yeah. Luckily, uh, it was definitely the former. I think it's actually a really faithful adaptation of the graphic novel. Okay, I was going to ask about that, actually. Yeah, um, I think the difficulty is... The one thing I will say about it, and it's possibly due to budget more than anything else, is the giants aren't quite so prevalent in the movie as they are in the book. Right, okay. But yeah, I think that might be more to do with trying to make a giant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because that's that's difficult, yeah. But yeah, it's... The thing about both the film and the book that is great is that Barbara is a kid who is incredibly real in the sense that she's actually kind of annoying a lot of the time (laughs) she's not like a lot of these sorts of films have characters where you think they're basically perfect and you think she's just you know cute and sweet and twee and and all this sort of stuff whereas this is like a very real story about a very real thing sort of set in a sort of fantasy type Barry, this is hard to not spoil. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. I'm going to let you talk for a bit. Go on. Okay, well, um, <laughs> what I... No, basically, because it's it's about a 12-year-old girl who um, believes that she is uh, protecting the town from giants, and she believes that she's that's what she's protecting. Obviously, everyone else thinks she's, she's lying, she's making it up, she's having fantasies, and it's the film is kind of... That's where the film starts. You know, but I, but I think the core of the film that I sort of took away from it is, um, which I can say without spoiling, this is a film about kind of, it's a film about friendship. That's kind of what I took away from it overall, yeah. because um, I've not read the comic, so I'm, I'm working off that. I don't know how different it is from the comic, but it's the fact that we kind of see Barbara through the eyes of the new girl in town, who is um, Sophia, who comes from Leeds. And I, and I think... Just the, just their meeting and the fact they they make a they make a joke out of the fact she's from the UK and uh, I think it's quite funny and there's some some really there's some sizzling one liners in this film um, especially from Barbara some of her put downs are just <laughs> I mean I was yeah. I, I, so I kind of went into this with no no expectation I had no idea what to expect from this film all I'd seen of this was um, a comic cover with a, a, a little girl with bunny ears that that was it and you know that was it and obviously the fact that you really enjoyed it but there's a scene with where she's facing off with a school bully i mean it just this is a sort of film where you kind of i kind of knew there was going to be a school bully you know mm-hmm. um and her first put down line was i had to pause it <laughs> you know and sort of go back and watch it to go did that just happen <laughs> i mean you know i mean uh, the lightness where I kept thinking, I wish when I came up against bullies at school that I could have a been that brave or that stupid, <laughs> that stupid, depending on which way you would look at it, um, and had enough. I'm the sort of guy that comes up with the one-liners after I've been given a kick in, and then yeah, thinking, me too. I wish I'd said that now. I am absolutely the queen of. Oh, this is what I should have said. Yeah. <laughs> so, some of her lines feels like she should have been in a John Carpenter film. <laughs> she she did get kind of savage occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as as the film goes out, you know, as the film sort of goes on, you get to see more layers to her, more layers to her character and her relationship with Sophia and sort of like the rest of her family. And, you know, there's a, a child um, psychologist, which is played by Zoe Sardana. She kind of comes into it and stuff. 
and you kind of get drawn into a world and you kind of understand a little bit more where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty much all I can say about really diving into sort of spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, but I, this is the sort of film that I, I used to love as a kid. Mm-hmm. This, this is the kind of, I know there's a lot more going on. There's a more, there's a sort of deeper psychological stuff going on in there. But this kind of reminded me of the feeling of like watching like Goonies or Young Sherlock Holmes or even like Stranger Things, you know. But in some ways, this is the kind of film where people aren't really talking about it and they kind of really should be. And I've read some of the reviews and it's not got particularly, it's got quite mixed reviews. Yeah, it also hasn't had a particularly wide release. Like I've got no. to say, I am so happy that we managed to get a review copy because it is not coming out in any cinema in Birmingham. Oh, wow. Which is really frustrating because I, I wanted to... After I'd watched the review copy, I wanted to see it at the cinema. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think there's a lot of scenes in it that are going to be really impactful on a big screen. Yes. And with bigger, you know, bigger sounds. I'm tempted to say, can we do a little spoiler-filled review? Because a lot of my notes are spoilers yeah. that I'll stick right at the end. Yeah. Like after the credits kind of thing. I mean, if we can, if we talk about the spoiler stuff like in a minute, yeah. then you can just cut that out and then move that to the end bit, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we could round up this bit of like our overall final thoughts and then get into the spoiler stuff. Yeah. You go first then. Well, I think one of the things that's really worth mentioning about this film in that it doesn't ram it down your throat and you don't really realise until afterwards, but actually most of the speaking parts are women. And um, that was something I really enjoyed uh, just because it's nice to see lots of different women in different roles taking up different spaces and how they interact with one another. So that, that I thought that was really enjoyable and a really good choice. And there was a lot of really good cinematography which i will come back to in the spoiler section at the end of the episode but i loved it yes overall i loved it it was a real surprise to me i wasn't necessarily i wasn't expecting not to enjoy it but i was surprised by how much i enjoyed it um i thought the performances were great in it it was a nice um it's a film that didn't outstay its welcome, and by that it wasn't like two hours and gazillion minutes long (laughs) Uh, it was quite tight I mean, to be honest, in some ways, it could have done with a little bit... Another sort of 10, 15 minutes wouldn't have hurt it. Mm-hmm. And I could probably say certain bits where it could have expanded on a bit more for me, and whether or not that's done in the comics, I don't know. But it definitely made me want to go and pick up the comics straight away afterwards, and I really hope this is a sort of film... It's sad, like you said, it hasn't been given a bigger release. I would have liked to have seen this given a bigger release and perhaps had more money thrown at it, because I've got a sense that there's a lot more you could have done with some of the scope of the giants and, you know. Yeah, I think when you see uh, the art in the comic, because the, the art is, a, is a, you know, it's a stunningly told tale, hmm. both by, in the writing and the art, and the art really makes it. So it's, um, yeah, I think that's why I was I wanted a bit more from from the giants and that sort of side of things. And But, you know, you, you can only do so much with the money that you've got. And I think they still did. Like, the CGI that they had was really was good. Because yeah. I think there's there's nothing worse than ha- including CGI when you clearly can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, when you see a film and you just look at something and go, Ugh, and you think that probably would have been better off not existing, then you run into trouble. But this never strays into that territory, which I think is good. They've obviously, you know, they've done what they could with what they had. And they've done very well with it, I think. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I do want to see it at the cinema though, which made yeah. me a bit sad. Also, I want to just give a... I'm not sure who did the music for it, but whoever did the music for it, applause, because I, I thought the soundtrack was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I didn't look that up either. I probably I probably should. <laughs> 
I know. I'm on IMDb at the moment looking up, but I, I can't. I can't see it. Oh no! Shame on you, IMDb. <laughs> I know. It's got the music department, but it's not. You know, it's not saying. That's it's weird. Bit, uh, I know. Scrolling back up to see if I've missed it. Oh no, no, no! Music by Lauren. Oh, why has it got to be in there? L- Lauren. Lauren Perez Del Mar. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) we talked for a really long time about that film in our spoiler section, which means we haven't got any other sections for you. Sorry. (laughs) Hey, but it's a it's an I Kill Giant special, so that's all good. I'm doing a little. I'm doing a little dance. I'm raising the roof. Yeah. And uh, here's a little fun factoid for you: the next Stace and Barry in the morning will actually be taking place on a Saturday morning, and it will actually be with me and Barry sitting next to each other because it will be during Stace's pop culture parlor live. Ah, rapturous applause. It sounded like you were kind of crunching up paper, but I, I, I get what you're trying to do. I don't know how to make that noise that people make that sounds like rapturous applause, so I just went... <laughs> now it just sounds like you're trying to pretend you're a vampire and you've just jumped out on someone. I've, um, I've been practising my zombie noises for if ever there's like a zombie movie recording in Birmingham. Okay. It goes like this. Are you proud of it? It's good, isn't it? Just sounds like you've just woken up. <laughs> I mean, that is exactly how I say when I'm just woken up, to be fair. But uh, shut up, it works. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, fair enough. <laughs> Come and listen to our live show, guys. It's going to be raising money for the British Heart Foundation, uh, which is a very good thing, considering I did have a bit of palpitations earlier that it sucked and, um, and they do a lot of awfully worthwhile things like researching into heart disease and prevention and uh, education around that so you can find us from nine o'clock uk time on saturday the 28th of april at mixler m-i-x-l-r.com forward slash s-p-c-p dash live and the donation page is justgiving.com forward slash SPCP Live 3. We've got a squillion guests coming in. That's Loads. not an actual number. Loads. So you can't yell at me that it's not true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is a squillion a real number, actually? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it's... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Anyway, <laughs> um, including, but not limited to, the aforementioned Joe Kelly. Christian and Laura Wild Goose, Bevis Musson, Barry, who else have we got? I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> uh, oh, don't ask me. I haven't got a list, God damn it. Um, it. Well, I have got a list. It's just not here in front of my face. <laughs> where, where, where is it? Hang on. I'm on, I'm on Twitter. You must have put something on Twitter. I've put loads on Twitter. It's I put good. up a thing the other day, didn't I? That was like, hey, look at the schedule. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm trying to find. So Yeah, so if, if you talking. want to find it while Barry also tries to find <laughs> it, <laughs> you, you could go to twitter.com <laughs> forward slash Stacey's Parlour. <laughs> and, uh, and we've got Danny, we've got Danny Abram. A, a, Danny a, Abram. Sorry, Dan. Danny. Uh, oh, Dan I. Um, not to be confused <laughs> with um, Dan Qu- Queen of Dragons. Um <laughs> Vince Hunt, Jessica Bradley Bove, and John Paul Bove, Peter Spellos, was it Spellos? Uh, Holly Rose Swinyard, what's all these people with the weird names? Gerald Nick, <laughs> Luke Moore, Joe Kelly, Townsend Coleman, yeah. Emma Platt, Woo. Sean Stephen Strubble, 
Sam Huzzah. Harrison. Oh, Sam. Bevis Watson, <laughs> Christian and Laura Wild Goose, Sarah Millman. Hey, Sarah. Uh, David Soboloff. Not to be confused with Joe Soboloff. I've just made that name up. Heather Antos, <laughs> Lee Grice, Mike's Big Pop Culture Quiz. That's actually not a person, but that will involve someone called Mike. Um, Bassam and Granny. Or gra- gra- Cranny. You Cranny. Just, are you just making these names up or something? <laughs> no, no, it's Bassam and Stephen Cranston, but um, he goes by Cranny. Cran- uh, okay, Cranny. Dave, <laughs> Dave Dewanch. Hey, Dave, I haven't spoken to Dave in years. That would be fun. It will be fun, especially at that time in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> may not be as much fun for Dave as he thinks it's going to be. <laughs> and me, because I'll be, I'm a guest. You'll be there. You've missed some people. Who else is there? Oh, I only had what was on what I read. Oh, mate. There's also, who else is there? Brandon and Travis from the Rick and Morty podcast. Eric Burnham from IDW. And Jenny Hillblath, who I love. She's a great lady. She's going to take us to the finish line. She's going to be all Swedish and shit. And it's going to be a happy breakfast. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> uh, that's because I only got to um, 5am. Oh, why have you only got to 5am? No, because I hadn't clicked. Now I've clicked, I can see the others. So, <laughs> oh, apo- you plank. Apologies, <laughs> especially to Jenny, because she'll, she'll give me a hard time for that. So She should. So she should. There'll be competitions, and there'll be probably us singing. Drinking. And then there'll, there'll be us trying not to be asleep. Trying real hard. <laughs> More drinking. Drinking. Oh, so much drinking. Yeah. Got to get the whiskey in. Going to get my whiskey in. I've got to stop singing. I'm so... <laughs> Save your voice because there will be a lot of singing. Yeah, and a lot of talking. And a lot of fun. So join us, won't you? (laughs) 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 Is that enough shilling? Can we we move on? (laughs) I think think we can move on now. (laughs) Um, I love you, Barry. I love you, Stacey. I should have said I. I should have said I know, like Hans. You should have. I set you. I set you up for that. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. (sighs) I love you. I know. No chewy, no chewy, save your throat. Look after <laughs> Stacy. It's your job now. I'm going to hug the shit out of you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my ribs will be able to take it. I hope your stomach can. Uh, <laughs> on that note, on that sexy poo toothpaste tube note, um, how about good one, guys? That was a good episode, wasn't it? Let's go. I'm yeah, tired. Let's go. I'm done. I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> I'm going to go and drink more whiskey. Morning. Bye. Bye. Morning. And bye. Bye. The end. So, do you want to do a little bit of spoiler times on I Kill Giants? Go. Spoilers. So, the the film that I said that this was similar to, that I was going to tell you later, but now I can say it because it's uh, Spoilerville, was, did you see A Monster Calls at all? No, but I have heard of it. Okay, so long story short, A Monster Calls is a film about a kid who keeps sort of retreating into this like fantasy dream idea of this big sort of tree monster that's voiced by, oh, who's that famous, why have I forgotten his name, he's so famous. Oh no, Liam Neeson, there you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> I knew I'd get there. And it turns that you find out as the film goes on that he's doing this because his mom is dying of cancer and he... Now, should we spoil... Because that's spoiling a different film. Okay. Well, yeah, but this is an old film. Like, it's like two years old now. Okay, that I haven't I seen. Oh, sorry. You would oh, get the comparison anyway, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, he's retreating into a world of fantasy because he can't deal with a thing that's happening 
in his life that's grim. Yeah. And um, it's it's actually a bit of a shame, I think, that I Kill Giants came out after this film because even though the book existed before, I think a lot of people will make unfair comparisons to A Monster Calls because I know a lot of people adored A Monster Calls. It even made Rich cry in the cinema because we weren't expecting what was about to happen. We're like, oh no. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a much more emotional film than a lot of people will probably expect it to be based on the title and the poster. But that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. And I think the film was really clever in... Because, I mean, obviously I knew what was happening in the film because I've read the, the comic. But I think the film was really clever about not letting on 100% exactly what had happened. Like, if you're savvy enough, you can pick up on the clues. Um, But things like when she literally shuts out certain words that people are saying because she doesn't want... She doesn't want to hear them and to face yeah. what's happening. And she gets that sort of like reverb in her own head. I thought that was really clever. Yeah. Um, and there's a certain scene as well where she's almost sort of drawn to but terrified of going upstairs in yeah. the middle of the night. And that I thought was so powerful. That's one of the scenes that I really think I could have benefited from seeing on the big screen. And I think it's, yeah, it's just such a, oh, it's such, such a beautiful movie. Because like you say, it's a, it's a story about, friendship but it's also a story about family and yeah. it's just a really beautiful movie i think and it's really beautifully made like the film itself looks gorgeous like all the time <laughs> yeah so yeah I-, I was really taken by it rich wasn't so keen because he found barbara far too annoying <laughs> 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 but but rich, rich hates kids so what do you want from that <laughs> well i i I really liked her. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I really did like her. What, what I found really interesting, actually, was that I knew, I, I guess, fairly early on what I thought was going on. Yeah. But I actually thought her mum was dead already. Yeah. And yeah, I can see that. And she died recently, and she was trying to cope with the grief, and th- and that's why that was what was happening. So it was a bit of a twist when it turned out that her mum was still alive but dying, and then it suddenly yeah. made more sense. And that's what I thought the clever thing that they did. It's very easy, I think, after you've seen the film or you've watched the comic or you're of a certain age or disposition to go, oh, it's obvious, isn't it? Oh, well, well, that she's just imagining it and that's just a metaphor for her own grief and blah, blah, blah. And yes, you could think that, but there were times when I was starting to think towards the end, I wonder if they're going to pull a double switch on me and actually she really <laughs> does kill giants. Yeah. Which... To be honest, I've seen that done in a lot of TV shows and stuff like that. And no, no, I'll start again. Did you watch? Did you watch Buffy? Yes. Right. So there was an episode in Buffy. Stick with me. There's an episode in Buffy where they cast some sort of spell in her, and she wakes up in a, a mental institution. Yeah. Yeah, and they tried to convince her that everything about the Slayer was all in her mind, and it was all made up to protect herself, and blah blah blah, and. The episode ends with her still in, like, she's gone into a cat- catatonic state and they've said she's just retreating herself. And it's this idea that, did she really make it all up and is she really still in this mental institution? Obviously, yeah. we know that's not the case because we then see, you know, it then goes on, we see more episodes, don't we? And I remember watching it with Sue and Sue saying it would have been so good if they'd been brave enough to say that actually was the case. So... Watching this film, in my head, I thought it was quite brave that they didn't turn it around that she actually was fighting giants. And the fact that actually it was a metaphor for dealing with what was going on in her life. I thought that was great, you know. And I think that's such a good and powerful message that you can give to kids that they can kind of 
it's a way that kids can kind of experience that and watch yeah. that film and stuff. Um, and I think reading some of the some of the reviews, and I don't like to kind of diss other reviews and stuff, but sometimes, I mean, we're so oh, just chill out. <laughs> sort of trying to be so fucking clever. Just watch something. I think because I've read a couple of reviews that have suggested it's predictable, and for a start, it doesn't much matter if it's predictable because fans of the comic know exactly what's going to happen anyway. Yeah. But I don't like the fact that predictable has become a bad word in films because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you can see where a story is going if the journey is satisfying and entertaining. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of things, like for example, Westworld. Rich saw where that was going, the, the TV show, like before it finished. And he sort of told me his theories. And I was like, oh, yeah. And we'd sort of piece together these bits and bobs. And that's exactly how the final episode went. But we both still fucking loved it. Because yeah. <laughs> it's a really well made, performed, written show. Like it's so I don't, I don't understand why people are. Really, you know, you could see that you could tell these giants weren't real because they weren't interacting with anybody but her, and no one else could see them. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's the point. <laughs> that's sort of the point, mate. Like, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just thought it was great. I thought it's um, what I really liked about it is it never acts like this is the correct way to grieve. It's yeah. just a film about how one particular person is experiencing a difficult situation and yeah. facing that, and how she's not, well, I say dealing with, she's not really dealing with it, and how she overcomes it in the end. And it's, I just thought it was a, yeah, it's a really beautiful film. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sorry I spoiled my monster calls for you. That's all right. It's fine. I wasn't going to watch it anyway. Oh, okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> certainly, certainly not going to watch it now. <laughs> 